Hey, what's up? It's your boy Stephen McCoy, and you are listening to Sessions with Stephen. And today we have band director Mr. Donovan A. Wells, and he's here to promote the Marching Orders, which is a new series that's on Netflix, and it's it, it's really really interesting. And I'm glad that he's here to speak about it. Mr. Wells, how are you? I'm fine, and look, thank you for having me, Stephen. Uh, I'm looking forward to our interview. Oh, absolutely. Now, can you tell us about Marching Orders? Well, yes. Um, Marching Orders uh, is a almost like a documentary. Uh, right, right. It's, it's a reality show uh, depicting what a student coming into our program at Bethune-Cookman will be, how hard it is to get into the program. And then after getting the program, trying to work your way on the field as a freshman coming in, and then mm-hmm. it, it also shows it also shows the HBCU style of, of college bands, and and also um, the hard work it takes to be in those types of bands. Yeah, it's it, it's definitely an uh, an interesting piece that I feel it shows the inside of what goes on when trying to get out there on that field and I see it's a fight. <laughs> like it's literally a lot of pressure to get into. Why do you think that why are bands so important and why do it seem like it's more important particularly in the the black community at HBCU? Well well, you know, I just think band is important from a standpoint that uh it helps develop our young people how to multitask, how to think, how to be leaders, how to be responsible, how to meet deadlines, how to, because uh, when you have shows coming up, you're, you're not at a luxury. You've got to be ready, have the show ready to perform next Saturday. Mm-hmm. So you got to make it happen within that time frame. And in the business world, you have to do a lot yeah. of that as well. So, so um, I think it gives them great training for them. And they have to be team players. They have to work along with people. Uh, you have to mm-hmm. uh, sometimes supervise your peers. So it's a lot that they can learn that they can take into uh, the workforce, and I think that will help them. Uh, the reason I think that it's, it is so popular and important at a HBCU, the band is, is that, you know, uh, black folks, we just love entertainment, man. You get a group of black yeah. folks, you, you can put five black folks out in the middle of a desert, and we're going to eventually find something to joke about. We're going to entertain ourselves, you know. That uh, that's, just how, that, that's just how we are. You know, that's, that's just a part of our culture. I even right. think back, you know, uh, you know I, I, I often think back, I said, man, even in the time of slavery, for, for our people to make it through that tough time of, of, of what, our, what our ancestors had to go through, I said, out mm-hmm. in the fields, the high fields, is. At some point in time in the day, it was, some, it was one of those slaves out there that, that could make everybody laugh, you know, that, that, could, that could entertain people. And when we had our time to ourselves, we could entertain ourselves. And I think that's what HBCU bands, we're, we're people that love to entertain ourselves and entertain each other. And so when it, gets, when it comes to band and you apply the culture of African Americans to a marching band, you get mm. you get the HBCU show style band, you know, because uh, you know we. If you ever go to a, a, a Methodist church or a Catholic church, 
to their to their worship service, and then you go to a Church of God in Christ worship service. There's a little more activity yeah. at Church yeah. of God in Christ, you know. So same thing with bands. You might go to uh, uh, Ohio State or Michigan or Virginia Tech or anywhere else, but you go to Bethune Cookman or or Tennessee State or or Alabama State or Alabama A and M or uh, you know North Carolina A and T. You're gonna have a whole totally different experience. So uh, that's that's what I think. Uh, that's why I think it's so important with with black schools. And I see in the film there's so much discipline, and I, I guess I would also say tough love okay. that is yeah. displayed on the doc. How does discipline and tough love play into a band? Like why why can't you? Because I I've seen like a lot of comments where people were making that they felt like band members were being too mean and towards others and um yeah so right. what do you think about that well you know discipline uh, discipline is is a necessary evil uh you have to have discipline in anything you do in life if you with your bank account you have to have discipline with your spending you know um, right when you when you go out and party, you have to have discipline if you're driving. Make sure that you don't have too many cocktails. You know, uh, there's discipline in every facet of life that you go through. Um, and our students that come to us now are very bright, very intelligent, uh, very socially advanced mm-hmm. because of social media. You know. They're right, much further right. along. They're much further along at, at their age than I was at their age, you know, so because of social media. But mm-hmm. when, with all of those things that they are better at because of, because of the day and time that they're in, they lack discipline, you know, because uh, they mm-hmm. live in a time where you just press the button and get the answer or Google right, the right, right, you know, you know so. So when you're dealing with a long, when you're dealing with a, a, a art form that is a that is it improves over a period of time, and they have to right. put the time in. It's not instant, and you have to have discipline because uh, the students returning to the program have worked very hard to make sure the program performs at a high level, and they want to mm-hmm. make sure that the people coming in that they're going to work as hard as they are to make sure that the, the program can continue. So uh, People said, you know, if people online or, or wherever said that they thought that the kids were being too hard on them. Right. Uh, one thing I want our kids to be able to have is a, is a thick skin because once they graduate from Bethune-Cookman, uh, depending on where you work at, you know, it's, it's, it, may, it may not be an easy road. You may have a boss that's, yeah. that's demanding. You may you may have a boss that don't talk to you quite as nice as you would like for them to. Now, are you going to quit? Or are you going to just toughen up and be able to be able to go go through it and 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 then you'll find yourself a few years down the road you might be in a position where now you are a decision maker or you are a supervisor or you are a manager so uh, and, and you know we want the kids to understand that there's a there's a price to pay for everything that's good oh yeah yeah you definitely know, you know and and so if, and it all comes together when they go out and perform and get on the field. And mm-hmm. the bottom line, when the people start cheering and when we're going to the bus, people are coming up, want to take pictures with them and all of that. 
And and then they started to see, wow, I see why Mr. Wells is so hard on us. I see why yeah. I see why he wants us to wear our uniform a certain way. I see why he wants us to uh, approach people and say, when people come and take a picture, you say, sure. And after you take a picture, you say, thank you, you know. And you, yeah. you greet people. And, and it's, I tell my kids, it's three terms I always want you to use when you represent Bethune-Cookman. That's thank you, please, and excuse me. because I, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. People people will treat you a different way if you use those terms. And you have to understand, too, we're a, we're a, a predominantly black band that has over 300 people. Anytime we get off the bus and go somewhere, that group to certain people could be pretty intimidating, mm-hmm. you know. So we have to make sure that we get off the bus and we, wherever we go and whatever we do, we carry ourselves as young professionals because that's what you are, young professionals in training. And um, and that's what you want to we want to portray to anybody that has a negative image about African-American college students nowadays. We want to dispel all of the images, the negative images that they may have. And when we leave, they, I want them to be able to say, you know, wow, that, that, was a, that was a good group of kids. They were so mannerable. You know, they spoke so well. You know, so, uh, you know, they, these are the kind of things that we try to teach our kids. And, and that's more important to me than a halftime show. Yes, yes, absolutely. I think that's so amazing. And, you know, people, it, it, it's so odd that I know people are so much more sensitive in this generation. It's crazy. Right. And I love the fact that you guys teach, it, teach discipline. I would also notice that the episodes are are kind of, like, short. And right. I'm like that. Is, I wonder if that was strategically done, just knowing that in this generation, people have short attention spans. No, I, I had no, I had no part of the production. Um, this was done with gigantic productions out of New York with Emily Bunnell as our producer, and um, all of, she was the brainchild behind all of that. You know, so okay. I can't take any credit on that, but. You're right. When I when I had a chance to sit down and watch it, you know, um, the thing of it is, in today's time with our young people that you know, where attention span may not be where it was when I was growing up, it's it's a good thing where you have ten, eleven, and twelve minute episodes. You know, uh, maybe every now and then you might get a fourteen minute one, but they they average about ten or eleven minutes. And um, and, right. You know, for for this generation, I, I think it works well. And and the response, you know, the people who have uh, I've contacted or or who have contacted me, uh, they love it. You know, the only thing they say they wish it was a little longer. But I, but I think <laughs> it serves. I, I think it serves its purpose, though. Right. Right. Absolutely. I'm not sure if you saw Beyonce did um, a co- a performance at Coachella, and yeah, yeah. there was it was. It was almost in tribute to all of the HBCUs. What are your thoughts on that performance? Well, you know, I, I'm I'm a I'm a graduate of the Boone Cookman, um, and I'm a graduate of uh, uh, Norfolk State University in Norfolk, Virginia, and um, mm-hmm. I'm I've always been a fan of HBCUs. I think we provide something special, uh, especially to African African American students that you can't get anywhere else. 
Uh, and to see that performance at, at uh, that Beyonce did, um, it, it really it, it let me know that uh, we have a unique art form that's pretty exciting, mm-hmm. and we have to we have to protect it, we have to cherish it, and we can't let outside entities tell us that this is not good, you know, because even in some school systems. When bands start to march with a high step or do a dance step on the field, some school systems tell them that's not good. And, you know, you're judging a style. But, you know, get past the style, it takes a lot of talent to play those instruments. And just because we are dancing doesn't mean that these kids aren't good musicians, doesn't mean they aren't good students. So I, I was right. real pleased to see her put that on a national or international stage like that. Uh, right. The group that the group she had behind her was the uh, the band from uh, the the traveling play Drumline Live. Uh, my right. friend Don, yeah. Don Roberts out of Atlanta. That's that's his uh, that's his um, that's his project, and uh, they do a great job. And uh, some of the students that was on stage are, are former students from Bethune Cookman University. So you know we were very proud of that. You know so. Yeah, uh, it was it, it was just a great performance, man. And, I mean, exciting, and and had the drums behind her, and she's doing her thing, and the energy at the place, man. And and that's what a HBCU flavor can do. It brings an energy, man, that that you just can't get from anything else. Right. I was very happy to see that as well. Right. Putting that on a national platform. What is right. something you would like people to walk away? From like, what would you like them to walk away with when they watch Martian or? Uh, I would like for them to know that these young black people, not only at Bethune Cookman, but at every HBCU, especially in the band programs, these are some talented, creative kids, and they're mm-hmm. high-level musicians. And they can not only they can play in any HBCU band, but they can play in any college band in the country. And um, I want them to walk away understanding that uh, the same talent level that it takes to play in a DCI band, to play in a majority in a majority school band such as uh, uh, LSU or Texas A&M, that same level of discipline, musicianship, and intellect. It's found in the HBCU band as well. So don't put us on the don't put us down as a lower tier band. We are right up there with everybody else, and we can hold yeah. our own with yeah. anybody else. We're not saying Absolutely. we're better than anybody else, but we are not worse than anybody else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that, and yeah. I I want to know also what can we do to support these bands for the band to keep going? How can the public support? Because I know at one point, at one point, there was a time where I believe they were trying to shut down all of the HBCUs, and there was just a lot of talk about just not funding uh, a lot of these projects and things of that nature. So that's why I asked, what can we do? Well, you know, one one thing I will say is that I don't know of an HBCU that can't use donations. They can't use funding 
you know. So, uh, and, you know, we're, most of our schools are much smaller than our, our majority counterparts. And yeah. we don't have an alumni base of 200,000 and, uh, we have 40,000 students at our schools. So we don't have the access of alumni donations coming in like they have. You know, we don't have the billion dollar endowments like some schools have. So, um, you know, uh, giving back, you know, giving back in any way that you, you see fit. And, um, and if your school meant something to you, make sure you give back. But one mm-hmm. thing I will say, and I'm glad you asked this question, um, uh, one critical thing that we have to do, we have to make sure, especially in our inner cities, in our rural areas, we have to make sure that we hold our school board, our administrators accountable and make sure that we keep the arts in our public schools. There should not be a middle school that does not have a band program, a course program, a visual arts program, and a drama program. There should not be a high school that does not have a band program, a course program, a, a, a visual arts program, and a drama program. Because we'll sit back and complain about the music that's being produced now, you know, whether it's hip hop or rap. But at, at the same time, you gotta look at, you've cut so many programs in these public schools, and the talent is gonna come out one way or the other. Now you can train mm. your talent, or let the talent come out from the streets. But it's gonna come out one way or the other. Right. We got to make, we got to make sure that we keep pressure on these school boards because what they're doing is they're cutting middle school programs because they don't want to buy a hundred thousand dollars worth of instruments. Right. You follow mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. um, and we got we have to make sure that we don't and and they are kept in in the in in other communities, but in the black communities they're being kept. right. And we gotta make that is true. we we gotta make sure that that we keep those in place, and because I'm a kid of the '70s, I grew up in the '70s, mm-hmm. and during the '70s, I, I wanted I, me and my cousins. We had a band. We we wanted to be the next Cameo because we grew up listening to Cameo, Earth, Wind, and Fire, Confunction, Lakeside, Larry Graham and Graham Central Station, Parliament Funkadelic, and the list goes on and on and on. Mm-hmm. And each one of these bands had horn players, keyboard players, drummers, guitar players, uh, singers, lead singers, background singers. And so I grew up during that time. But uh, it's hard to find a band now. It really is. Mm-hmm. It's hard to find a band. I think the last band that I really remember was probably that that was really functioning as a band was Mint Condition. Uh, I, don't, mm. I don't think it's. I don't think it's really, and I could be wrong, but just from my recollection, it was probably in condition. Uh, you know, because um, but during when I was coming up, the bands were were a big thing, and a lot of those bands came about because a lot of them came out of high school bands like the Barcades. They were high. They, they were a group that they formed themselves out of the high school band in Memphis, and mm. and then. Uh, they went on the road with Otis Red right out of high school. So there's some there's some good things, you know, that that that's happening. Mm-hmm. You know, the things that's happening, man, and and that can come from 
having your band in public school. You know, it, you know, we can't let it let it die because the college bands now are it's harder and harder to find talent and students because the bands are either getting smaller or they're being eliminated in our communities. Yeah, I really am so glad that I got a chance to have you on the show, Mr. Wells. I really appreciate your time. I appreciate you for having me. I appreciate you. Thank you. And everyone, please be sure to watch Marching Orders on Netflix. And can we expect a second season, by the way? Well, I'm going to tell you, we got all our toes, fingers, and everything you can cross on the human body. <laughs> right. We got, we, got, we got all of that crossed. We're hoping for it because we look, we look forward to having them. Uh, yes, because many people are happen. talking about it. Many people yeah. are really talking about it second season, like the fans and, um, you know, on Twitter and Instagram, they're all hoping for uh, a second season. So, Yes, let's continue to keep our fingers crossed. Stephen, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. Great talking with you. Thank you. Hey, subscribe now.